Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Day. Today is September 1st, 2020. 12 days until kickoff. We have Tom Brady days until kickoff. What? Tom Brady days. He's Tom Brady days. 12. Good one. Wow. I, I stole that from the Buccaneers. Oh. Twitter yeah. account. <laughs> Not good one then. That sucks. That's horrible. Why would you do that? I mean, I gave him credit, so it's not stealing. Well, you know, right. we don't try to uh, regurgitate material on this podcast. So. That's all we do. Whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna find another co-host. <laughs> right, Maybe the dog's available. Today. We've got uh, Buck scrimmage. We got some roster moves going on. Uh, Alvin Kamara drama in the NFC South. I can see that blowing up. Boom for the Saints. Uh, we got some notes from the end of camp. Camp's over. Almost. Not quite, but a almost. Former Buccaneers reunites with Demar Dotson. Uh, a stud running back is up for grabs. How about that? Mm. We could always use more running backs. What do we got? Seventeen now. That's no? a good question. Yeah, and uh, got the question. You know, will the Bucks move on, move in, get a new running back, get the big stud running back? First, though, we got to do some fact checks and follow ups. We had. Uh, Team Mora contacted us and let us know that. Oh, right, right, right. That uh, Shaq Barrett's numbers did, or that Shaq's production did go down when JPP went down because he was seeing lots of double teams. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I should even put that in the fact check or follow up because I don't believe it. I'm going to have to look in the, uh, at the at the game film and see. Uh, he, his production might have gone down as far as stat-wise. Uh, I'll have to look into that, too. But I don't think he he never stopped, if that makes sense. I think his his numbers went a little, kind of did a dip and then came back up. Right when JPP came back? I think it, like in the middle of the season. Yeah. But I don't know how that lined up with JPP coming back. Yeah, but I think my point was that, you know, Joe Buck's fan had said that without another end over there, that Jay, that Jack Barrett uh, was getting more attention on him and he wasn't able to be as productive. And I guess if you're looking at it, the stats, then maybe he wasn't as productive, I guess. But looking at the game film, the guy was still beating people and getting to the quarterback. He was just not getting the sacks, I guess. I don't know. We'll look into it. Thank you for that uh, correction or note or... Uh, criticism there, Team Mora. Appreciate it. All right, we, what do you got going on? Well, we had the Buck scrimmage on Friday, and I've got a few notes from that. These are kind of from uh, Steve Smith and was it Steve Smith? Scott Smith. Scott Smith and Casey Phillips did their training camp live thing, and they went over. This scrimmage from Friday, they couldn't say too much because, like, even with the Bucks reporters, they were not letting them tweet through the whole thing. They like, wouldn't let them tweet even? No, they couldn't <laughs> do anything through the whole scrimmage. They just kind of had to sit there and watch it. Well, you know, that's re- you're not really missing anything because all they do when they tweet 
it's like they retweet the same stuff or they tweet the same stuff, each one of them. Yeah. It's like we follow all of them and I'll get 16 alerts that Mike Evans caught a touchdown pass in the end zone. Right. And for me, I just go to Greg Almond's page and you get everybody. I mean, you could go to any of them. Yeah. Rick Stroud, Jenna, whoever you want to do. It's almost, I don't, I don't understand. It's almost like they gather together and they go, okay, let's tweet about this one or let's tweet about this. Cause they're, they're, they never deviate from their script. There's not one person tweeting something and another person tweeting something else that's happening. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. It's always been like that though. But Scott Smith and Casey had some good tidbits. It was the first team offense versus the second team defense and vice versa. So the first team de- defense did not go up against the first team offense. What? Why? Yeah. I don't know. That's just you how they did it. Read, read Bruce Arians' mind <laughs> over there, man. Scott Smith did say that the first team defense pretty much shut it down. Well, yeah, going up against the second team defense. I know. No, wait a minute. First team defense against the second team offense. offense. Yeah. 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 So they did pretty well. And I would expect that the first team offense beat up the second team defense. I think so. Yeah. Or starters okay. have a good day. Well, yeah. all is right in the world. That's I how know, it's supposed right? to be. <laughs> um, they did pipe some crowd noise in. and I, I heard it was really loud. Yeah, the league is allowing up to 85 decibels, which I guess Scott was saying that the Saints Stadium <clears throat> can get up to like 120 decibels. So it's not quite the Saints Stadium at their peak. But it is pretty loud. And the difference is, you know, with a crowd, it kind of ebbs and flows. And mm-hmm. this yeah. was just 80 decibels the whole time. Yeah, that'd give you a headache. It'd be like a leaf blower blowing in your ear for yeah. four hours. Yeah, and that's how it's going to be during the games. Yeah, it's going to be weird. So they can't just have the noise playing like when the opponent's offense is on the field. So they have to have the noise in like the whole time. So that's kind of good. It might make you think twice about piping in too much noise because it's going to affect your offense just as much as it will the opponent's offense. Yeah, it's like an LRAD. The sound just makes you sick. You know, like get all queasy. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be like the whole time. Now, if the team has fans in the stand they can't pipe in the crowd noise so it's one or the other yeah we still don't know what's going on with the buccaneers first game it's september i think it's 20th or something like that yeah at home we don't know if they're having fans or not yet Hmm. but definitely week one at the saints they've said no fans so that was interesting on that front as far as the noise goes I don't know how I feel about that. Tom Brady said it would definitely be a challenge. Yeah, it's going to be different for all of them. None of them have ever played like this. Right. And Tom pointed out that, you know, even with the noise, typically you could hear when someone's like yelling your name on the sideline and you can look over and kind of read their lips and figure out what they're saying. But everyone on the sideline is going to have a mask on. So you can't do that. So that's an additional aspect of it that's really going to be 
difficult. I wonder if this season, because it's going to be so different in so many different ways, is going to be more beneficial for the new guys than the old guys. Because the old guys are used to, you know, like Tom Brady, he's been doing this for 20 years. Like you said, he's got these little things like being able to look at the sideline and kind of see the mouth moving and figure out what's going on. He ain't going to be able to do that this year. I might throw him off quite a bit. So, you know, this this year might really screw up the veterans more so than the than the new guys. Yeah, it could. It could. Interesting. You never know, man. That's the great thing about football. You never know what's going to happen. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. The wide receiver three position is going pretty well. Apparently, both Scotty Miller and Justin Watson are having really good camps. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff from about Scotty Miller. His name is Scooter. That's what Tom Brady's calling him now. Scooter. Scooter. He said that Scotty Miller said that, you know, he'd been called Scooter before, kind of here and there. Nickname never really stuck, but Tom Brady's making it stick. (laughs) Apparently. Apparently he's calling him Scooter every time he sees him. Scooter. Scooter McShooter. And apparently, I think, did Scotty bulk up? They all bulked up. Yeah. Except for Justin Watson. I think Justin Watson slimmed down and he's like more cut than he was but anyway they're having a pretty good camp uh quentin bell who i think is an outside linebacker he had a good day on special teams ba said and on defense and then we did have a couple of injuries rojo his foot was wrapped up after the scrimmage but then they had the day off on saturday and then he was back at practice sunday and then Carlton Davis injured his shoulder um, and was not practicing on Sunday, but B.A. said he's going to be just fine. And, of course, at this point, they don't have to give any injury updates, so we don't really know. Buccaneers signed veteran. Wait, uh, and just a quick note, Monday, uh, Carlton was practicing. so it looks Oh, he's, like he's back fine. out on the field. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, we uh, signed a veteran A.Q. Shipley uh, center from the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so this is a B.A. guy. Oh, he was there with B.A.? He was drafted by the Steelers in 2009 when B.A. was there. Oh, wow. He he was drafted in the, in the seventh round and then played on the practice squad. Then he came to Arizona. I mean, not Arizona. Uh, well, Arizona later, but he came to the Colts with B.A., and then to Arizona, and now he's with the Bucks. Wow! You know, so he, he's he, followed BA. He played with Ryan Jensen at the Baltimore Ravens in 2013. Okay, yeah, and he played for the Eagles also. So he's kind of bounced around. They, uh, Joe Gilbert had a press conference today, offensive line coach, and he said he's familiar with AQ Shipley too. Of course, being the I think offensive line coach at Indianapolis. So. He's familiar with him as well, and he gives some good depth. I guess he's a center. Yes. So he's played a little bit of guard in his career too, but yeah, he's a center. He'll be backing up Ryan Jensen. Yeah, and that's nice. Have some veteran depth back there because oh, yeah. the rest of the guys I think are really young. And the kicking competition is getting interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, on- we brought in two guys, Ryan Suckup and. 
Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey from Which, Chicago. Yeah, Cody oh, was the uh, guy that lost them the playoff game against the Eagles in 2018. And they summarily ran him out of town. It, yeah, but then the league came back and said that the kick was blocked. So uh, it wasn't necessarily his fault Oh, so completely. he might have a chip on his shoulder. Got something to prove. Yeah, well, he didn't get a job anyway because we signed Ryan Suckup today, released Elliot Fry, and this just further cements my opinion that this is Gay has the job, but they're just bringing in competition to motivate him. Because all we've heard for the last couple weeks of training camp is that Elliot Fry is really making it a competition against Matt Gay mm. and has even outperformed him in some respects. Mm. And then, you know, as soon as they get the chance to sign somebody else, it's Elliot Fry that got the axe, not Matt Gay. So this is why I think Matt Gay is has the better shot. I think it's. I think this whole thing is more about Matt Gay trying to get him to perform, kind of feel the heat a little bit. Look at you all being an analyst and stuff. <laughs> well, this is what I said last time, and you were like, eh, "I don't know." So I just wanted to prove so, you wrong. So your confirmation bias is mm -hmm. kicking in double mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so Brian Suckup. He's been with Tennessee since 2014. He ended 2019 on IR. He went through knee surgery in the offseason leading up to 2019. He started off the season on injured reserve, came off of it in November, and went one for six on kicks. He did go 24 of 25 for extra points, but he was not doing so hot with the field goals. And then they put him back on IR. So we signed him to a one-year veteran minimum deal worth $1.05 And he was at practice today, Monday, wearing number three. How dare they give away Jameis Winston's jersey number? Disrespectful. <laughs> to a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> to a kicker. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes, but I just I think Matt Gay has got it. As long as he doesn't completely crap the bed the rest of the season. Oh, we also re-signed Spencer Schnell, the wide receiver, after we had released him July 31st. So he's back in the wide receiver competition. Which I liked him last season, and wasn't he returning kicks for a while? I don't remember Punts. Spencer Schnell. Yeah, Schnelly. I think small he, guy, right? Fast. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think that he was on the practice squad for a while mm -hmm. too. Uh, the Bucks have uh, quietly been doing some business with Levante David. Apparently, this was tweeted out a couple days ago. Levante, Levante. Getting him extended? Uh, yes, uh, doing a extension on his contract. This is the last year of his contract, and uh, he's due to make ten point seven five million this year. So they're trying to get him extended. Man, it's gonna be sad if he leaves. You know? uh, next season is just gonna be such a nightmare cap wise. Oh my gosh, yeah, yes, because of the the money revenue from the. Right? NFL it's TV like, rights, everything is going to be so low. They're, they're saying that they're estimating that the cap is going to be like $140 million as compared to this year. 
at what, 200 million? Yeah. It's like 100 million. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of teams are going to be struggling. I don't know how they're going to work that out. Uh, the funny thing I found about this was reported by Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport is not a local Bucks media guy. I do, and, and this happens a lot where these national guys, Ian Rappaport and whoever, they break Bucks news. How does that happen? How do they get the information before the local Bucks guys? Strange. Don't get it. I don't get it either. I do have a little gripe about the media. All right, do it. (laughs) Uh, They don't know how to use Zoom because the press conferences today, it was better. But the ones over the weekend was awful. And I think that they must have put them back in the media room because they all look like they, you know, like in elementary school, like it's got the cinder block walls painted. Like that's kind of what it looked like. I don't know if that's what the media room looks like, but they were all in a similar looking room. But in Rick Stroud in particular, but there were a couple other ones, there was so much feedback. You could like barely hear the question and it was just awful. Like y'all get some headphones. Well, I think that the most journalists, and this is a general statement across all journalism, not just sports football, don't know how to do anything. I mean, they have spent their whole life basically sitting at a desk writing. You know, some of them do investigative journalism, so they actually get away from behind a desk a little bit. But from the journalists I've known and uh, heard of and read about, they don't know how to do anything. I think they know how to write about people who do stuff. Right. (laughs) Yes, that's that's their job. Is that's to their job. Spectate. So it was just a little annoying. It's just hard to listen to. It just ruins the whole press conference. And you know the the players and the coaches that they're having the press conference with. Like you can't focus on the question when you got a ringing in your ears. It's very frustrating. It was annoying. Um, Jamal Dean got a pick. Okay. Yeah. Greg Allman had actually said, he tweeted out, he said, I haven't seen a pick in days, but Jamal Dean picks off a sideline Gabbert throw. Ugh. Yeah. So it was oh. a Gabbert throw. But the good point, I shouldn't have said it like that. The good thing there is that he hadn't seen a pick in days. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. You remember last year during training camp, <laughs> it was, that was the rage was... You know, they're like, our secondary is killing it because we're getting all these interceptions all the way through training camp. Mm-hmm. They come to find out, well, it was more of a Jameis Winston likes to throw interceptions yeah. than it was the secondary killing it. So it's good to see that, you know, with this monstrous secondary we have that Tom Brady and apparently Blaine Gabbard are not throwing too many interceptions. That is good. Like Although that. they've been saying Parnell Motley is just a ball hawk. They like him. Motley? Yes, Motley. The Motley crew. That's what they got to <laughs> name the secondary. Maybe, but you have so many guys there that could potentially be standouts like Jamel Dean or mm, yeah, SMB. Jamel Dean's my boy. I'm sorry. I just, I just really like the way he plays. I like him. Um, okay, so today... The list of guys not practicing, September 1st, we've got cornerback Ryan Smith, cornerback Parnell Motley, safety Andrew Adams, safety Javon Hagan, J- 
Jason Pierre-Paul, and wide receiver John Hurst. What about Tyler Johnson? Did he get put on IR or Let me look. is he practicing? I mean, he hasn't practiced hardly any during camp this okay, year. Okay, he is not on IR. But I don't know. It, he's not on the list of not practicing. I know B.A. said that he's like super behind. Okay, so if he's not on IR, then he's probably practicing. I haven't heard anything about him getting cut yet. Yeah, not I yet. How, I don't know how he makes it. So final cuts are Saturday. This is final cuts. This is not. Yes. We're not doing this There's year. There's no where we like two tier. Right. right. So the difference this season is that typically we have a 90 man roster up until a certain point, And then you do cuts. Mm-hmm. And I forget how many they have to do at that point. But this year, it's only been an 80-man roster through training camp. And so they have to go from 80 down to 53 on Saturday. You know what I just thought of? And I hate to say this because it's going to make us look like really bad football fans, but we have not watched any hard knocks yet this year. Again, still. Like, wow. I'm just not interested in these teams in particular. Yeah, true enough. Like, eh, they're kind of boring. But still, you know, Hard Knocks is up. When Hard Knocks comes on, that's what me and Molly always say. That's when the season starts for us. It seems like every year. But along with Hard Knocks, you get preseason games and training right. camp stuff. Right. So it's like, eh. What are they even going to do? Because at least with on Hard Knocks, typically you get them covering the games too. So what are they even doing on Hard Knocks? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I know. Uh, pro- we'll probably watch the first episode and be like, that's horrible. Ugh, We're just I not going to watch it anymore. Yeah. And I think they do that too much anyhow. Well, I, I, I would say this about sports in general and the NFL in general, but, you know, they focus too much on the character. Well, know, and- it's a reality show format. Like, you always mm-hmm. have the dramatic, sad stories yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like, you get the guy the who yeah. his grandma has cancer and his dog got run over. Right. And, you know and what I mean? All, yeah, and it's like a big thing and yeah. you really get to liken him and then they cut him. Like, yeah. every time. And then and then they'll show a little bit of football action at, like, a practice or something, mm-hmm. but then they'll zoom it up so close that all you see is a bunch of guys moving around. Yeah. Which I'm going to say that about the Bucks this year with their, in the current, they're doing that, and it's driving me crazy. It's getting too close? Yeah, you can't really tell what's going on. I want to see the football. Yeah. I want to see everybody on the field that I possibly can and see the play, how it's designed and all that good stuff. I don't think they want you to see that. but that's another thing i have a gripe about with the reporters like i said they always they all report the same stuff they'll be like you know ooh, great catch by mike evans in the end zone or uh jamal dean just knocked the ball down in a pass or whatever but they don't talk about the play you know what kind of play it was who was in coverage you know, what the design of the play was, what the defense was doing. You know what I'm saying? It seems like. Yeah, but I wonder how much the organization limits that. Well, they could because it's like it. with the scrimmage, not only were they not allowed to tweet during the scrimmage, but they were really limited in the information that they could give out. Like they couldn't say how many yards people threw for, although I think they kind of estimated. You know, I want their job. I, you know, I, I never thought about it before, but man, how, how nice would it be able to, to be? To really sit around and do not a whole lot of anything and you get press conferences where you just basically regurgitate what was said at the press conference. And then when you do have to go and observe something and report on it, you're very limited on what you can report on. So you just report what everybody else is reporting. You know, be like, oh, Mike Evans caught the ball. Tweet. 
Yeah. How, how do these people... I don't get it. I don't get it, man. And it, Ren Dax in the Peter cast brought this up that this season in particular, it's like we really need the media to be our eyes and ears because nobody yeah. can be there. Right. And they're and just they're, they're not totally not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, we're diehard Bucks fans. Mm -hmm. And pretty much everybody listening to this podcast is a diehard Bucks fan. <laughs> and we're not getting any information. Mm -mm. You know, it's like, what what good are they? I don't know. Don't know. Somebody's going to have to figure it out. And, and you figure we got quite a few of them. We got one with the Tampa Bay Times. Got a couple of them from there. Uh, got the Athletic out there. We've got... ESPN. Uh, ESPN out there. We've got Pewter Report out there. We got Joe Buck's fan site out there. That's six I could just name right there, and there's more than that. Uh, that's six organizations. And I'm not getting anything from any of them. These fluff pieces sometimes. Or they're all saying the same stuff. Yeah, except for Joe Buck's fan. <laughs> like I said, love those guys. The, the hardest working guys in the business of yes, man. They always write unusual stuff. If you can deal with it. All right. We got some uh, teams that are allowing fans in the stadium, but most teams are not. I've got a list here. You want to go through it? Yeah. A couple, of, a couple of them surprised me. This is what we know so far. This might not be completely up to date, but no fans all season. There's three teams doing that. Hmm. Yeah, Chicago. Oh, I just flipped everybody off. <laughs> Chicago, which that really surprises me. I mean, they got an open air stadium. You know, Las Vegas. That really doesn't surprise me too much because it's a new stadium, and you know, why not? And then the Washington Foreskins. They what? No fans. Nobody all was season? gonna come anyway. This is true, but I think they're they're probably doing that because they don't want to put up with. Uh, having people coming in wearing the old logo stuff and then yeah. kick them out. Okay. Now there's five teams that have no fans until further notice. It's the giants, the jets, the chargers, the Rams and Philadelphia. So that's pretty much the NFC East, except for Dallas are probably going to have no fans this year. Okay. No fans for first home game, Denver, San Francisco. Both open and air stadiums. New Orleans. No, that's no fans through at least September. I'm oh, okay, that. okay, okay. Uh, Atlanta. This is this is teams that are having no fans all the way through September. Atlanta, Buffalo. They're saying at least through October fourth. Detroit again, October fourth. Green Bay, Houston, Minnesota, New England, New Orleans, and Seattle. Tennessee. Uh, then we have three with reduced but unspecified capacity. That's going to be Cincinnati, Dallas, and Pittsburgh. We have teams that are going to allow 10 to 20% capacity, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Then we have four teams that are going to allow uh, 20 to 25% capacity. That's the Indianapolis Colts at 25%, Jacksonville Jaguars at 25%, Kansas City at 22%. Uh, what an, what an Where do you get that number? number? I know. Uh, and the Miami Dolphins at 20%, which is, I think, about what they usually get anyhow. So no changes with the Dolphins. No plans announced. There's four teams. Guess who's one of them? 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks. Getting kind of close to the gun there, guys. You need to uh, let us know what's going on. Uh, the four teams are four real top-tier teams. Cleveland, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Arizona. No plans announced yet. No plans announced yet. It's getting kind of close to the... Cutting the wire, yeah. Yeah. Down to the wire, cutting it close. I just combined the two and said cutting the wire. Yeah, I That's forgot what one. I was... I forgot my idiom, so I'm Everybody's glad for you to, to jump one. in there. <laughs> All right. It's it's just, again, it's so arbitrary. It's so many different ones. I mean, what what is 22% capacity? Why I pick that number? 25, you can understand because why not? 22? Is there some significance in Kansas City with the number 22? I don't know. Maybe they've calculated how much revenue they want to bring in. Ah, maybe. Numbers. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so Mark Barron signed yes. with the Broncos. Yes, surprised the heck out of He's me. He's going to join DeMar Dotson. Broncos sounds like they're stacking up on the veteran tough guys. Yeah. Yes, Mark Barron, if you don't remember, he used to play for us. Drafted by Greg Schiano and his crew in 2012. He I was number seven overall, I yeah. believe, first round. Uh, kind of did not make the splash we wanted him to and needed him to. He was He's kind of a hybrid player. He ended up going to, uh, was it the Rams where they started yeah. using him as linebacker? Mm-hmm. Because we drafted him as a safety. Uh, Shiano liked us down in the box safeties. Uh, he's had a pretty decent career, you know, and he's he's stayed a starter ever since he's been drafted. Yeah, kind of a journeyman, right? Because yeah. he's been, what, with Pittsburgh, the Rams, us. Mm-hmm. Now he's at Denver. Denver. I'm sure there's another team in there somewhere. The Ravens, was he with the Ravens? I don't remember. Can't remember. It's been all over the place. All right, but it's a one-year contract for... One point two five million, I think. So you know, he got a job. Got a job. Got a job. All right, let's talk about Alvin Kamara. Yes. 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 You know what I think this is? <laughs> he doesn't want to pay, play the Bucks week one. That's my theory. Yes, because that we will shut him. We did we shut him, him down? down? I don't know if we down? did or not, but let's just say we did. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. I think we did. I think the only one we really had a hard time. Well, I don't know. They kind of killed us. Who? The, um, the New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. Can't remember. I thought but he's I, we scared. kept it below I'm just going to go with that. We kept it below as average. I think we only had one 100 yard rusher on our list last year, and that was. We Tennessee. had Chris Carson with uh, Seattle. Really? Yeah. And. Derek Henry from Tennessee. Yeah. Chris I Carson think, got 100 yards Yeah, I think Chris Carson was the first one. Are you sure? No, right. but... That'll be a good fact check follow-up. Yeah, so apparently Kamara... It is a really, really confusing It story. is a really weird thing because I was doing my notes on Sunday and there was a tweet from Adam Schefter that said Kamara has been out since Friday, so for three days he had missed practice, and the team is saying it's not an excused absence. So I go look today to see 
is there a fourth day? Did he show up on Monday? And there's a tweet from Ian Rappaport, and he's saying he spoke to Alvin Kamara, and Kamara said that he's it's an injury. It's not that he's unexcused. He said that he's been in the building. Right, and the, but the team was saying he was unexcused. Yeah. Absence. Yeah. So, so, so we're not I even sure if... It's it was just a communication problem between Alvin Kamara and. But the how team? are you in the building and they don't know that you're yeah. there? <laughs> like, what does he do? Did he not talk to any of the coaches? I don't understand. So, he's in the last year of his rookie deal, and they are in the midst of contract negotiations, and the team is making it sound like he's holding out, and his agent is saying no. Yeah, he's okay. not holding out. He's never threatened to hold out, mm. and he's been in the building. And now it came out today that the Saints are trying to shop him, that they would be willing to trade him. <laughs> it's just outright. I don't know who. I don't I know. It's crazy. Their communication is a mess or yeah, there's I, some kind of leaks getting out and one side is trying to get out ahead of it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it couldn't happen to a better team. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, Which I know, like the drama with Drew Brees and Malcolm Jenkins and then. You get this, and then you have Jameis Winston, you know, there, oh a starting goodness. caliber quarterback, potentially, <laughs> behind a quarterback that's pissed people off in the organization. I don't oh know. Um, so yeah, when, when the Alvin Kamara stuff broke, I think it was Sunday, you know, I mean, everybody was reporting that he was holding out. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was reporting that. And, uh, you know, then for it to come out that, he was actually there in the building. He was just claimed that he was injured. Supposedly, and, that's what he's saying. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know who's telling the truth in these situations. We'll find out. I mean, we don't even know if he is being shopped. Who knows? I ain't mad. Yeah, that'd be funny if he if he got sent to Denver. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere. This year, it's the final year of his rookie deal, so he's making $2.133 million. That's a chump change. I know. For as much as he's contributed. Yeah. What did uh, McCaffrey get? Didn't he get like $12 million or ten? Fat con- I don't yeah, he got a big fat contract. But he's... Yeah, Kamara does about as much as he does. Well, I wouldn't say about as well, much. Well, Kamara is that pass-catching bat. Yes. And Kamara's... You know, very good at what he does. Two million, and you probably got backups on the Saints that are making that much. But the Saints got a lot of money. Put, I mean, gosh, they put a ton of money into their backup quarterback, their third string quarterback. Right? Didn't they give him a contract for like twenty million? Yeah, like twenty one. Right? They extended him. That was Taysom Hill. That's what everyone's kind of saying. Like, you can find money for Taysom Hill, but you can't find money for Alvin Kamara. Well, uh, they got Jameis Winston for, what, a million? Yeah. Chump yeah. change. Chump change. So I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey, and he's making $7 million. Well, Almost $8 million. $8 million this year? Yeah. Yeah, and Kamara's making $2 million. Right. I mean, that's got to be tough. Yeah. got to be like, come on now. Dump, dump a little bit more. But they, the Saints don't have any money. I mean, they're hard up against the cap, just like we are. Yeah, so I have the cap information pulled up here, actually. Uh, the Bucks have $1.4 million 
in cap space. That is 30th in the league. 30th best or 30th worst? Worst. <laughs> okay, this is weird. Oh, maybe it's because I only have the window partially open. Uh, I'm only seeing 31 teams here. I don't know where the 32nd team. Anyway, so we're 30th. New Orleans is 27th. They have 3.7 million. Oh, I didn't know they had that space. much. Good Lord. So they can pay yeah. Kamara. No, nah, they shouldn't. No, they should. They should really get rid of him. Yeah, let this drag on for a while. Well, Kamara got hurt, and who is it? They, uh, was it? They had Mark Ingram for years, right? Right, and then they got rid of him last year. Uh, gosh, who was who was their backup? Was it uh, Latavius Murray? Oh yeah. But anyhow, they got a, a backup, and Kamara was out for a game or so, and backup came in and did pretty good. Yeah. So it might be a system thing. I don't know. Well, I just hope it continues to yeah, so, collapse. <laughs> no matter where you go, Alvin Kamara, we wish you the best of luck. <laughs> as long as it's not the Saints. Well, maybe the Saints could pick up drama queen Leonard Fournette. What do you who... think we're going to do? You think we're going to keep as far away from that as possible? or? I don't know. I mean, you know how I feel about these players who are difficult. Mm -hmm. Not a fan. Yeah. Not and, a fan. And he's had some off-the-field issues, you know, and he's had some rebellion against front office issues. And injury issues, right? And injury, yes. Every, I mean, it's just year. a trifecta. Like, stay away from that. Mm -hmm. So the Jags waived him. He cleared waivers. Nobody, nobody wants him. Nobody Holy wants crap. him. He is a free agent. Ooh. And he's officially filed a grievance against Jacksonville to recoup the $4 million in base salary that the team voided. Yeah, most likely he'll probably get that. The It was guaranteed money, but they're saying because of uh, some off-the-field issues from a couple years ago, it voided that guarantee. Oh, money. really? Yeah. Ooh. So we'll see how that works. Let's yeah. B.A. has said... But Jacksonville, what's going on? Oh, go ahead with B.A. B.A. said, we'll have to just wait and see where he fits. That is a quote. Mm. So, I don't know. Again, we have 1.4 million in cap space. I'm just not really sure how you find the money there. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. I don't either. And... You know, our running back, if we just have an average, I'm not trying to have like a stud running right. back just, just back run there. It, just get us an average. One to keep the defense honest. That's all we need. Yeah. You know. Yeah, couple, and, I don't really care. Like I said, we don't we don't even have to run the ball this year. We can just throw it every down. Yeah. I think we're gonna be unstoppable in the passing game. Well, what about Jacksonville? I mean, the Jaguars have just blowed up. You know, they got rid of the Gonku. They've been a mess for years. But they I were just... right on the precipice just two years ago. Remember, their defense was killing it. And now they're back down to being a joke in the league. I don't even know who their coach is. Is it still Doug Marone? <laughs> Good question. I would assume. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're just, it's like Cleveland. Like, yeah, they're just constantly attention? turning over. And it's hard, as we've seen with the Buccaneers, when you have no consistency to get anything going. And even if you do have a good roster one year, it's like, who knows if that's going to carry over. 
Weren't you telling me Derwin James got hurt? He did. He hurt his knee. I, I think it was a meniscus injury, and he'll need surgery, and will be out six to eight months. So he's so he's done the, for the yeah. season. Yeah, and somebody actually tweeted at us and said, well, there's that argument is over. That argument is over. <laughs> Vita Bay versus Derwin James. Well, Although Vita hasn't been at, I mean, he's been at training camp, but remember he had the thumb. I'm not sure great. Vita Vea likes to practice <laughs> because every year he's That's been true. here, he's like missed all okay, training Okay, how camp. many years? Is this his third? This, this is his third, third year. Yeah. And he's missed every single training every camp. training camp. <laughs> I don't know it, if it doesn't affect him. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't care either. I'm just indifferent. Yep, I'm a big Vita Vea fan. So anything that helps that argument that Vita Vea was better than Derwin James, I'm all for it. Worth it. I don't like to see players get injured, but no. It's been weird this year, all the injuries that have happened with such a short preseason. And we had Gerald McCoy out for the season. Uh, Mike Williams with the Chargers got knocked out today. He's had, or Tyrell Williams. Uh, and he's out for the season. It just it, <clears throat> A lot of out for the season injuries. And then plus you got all the opt-outs, which nobody of, of note opted out, did they? I mean, not like a serious starter that I can recall. I don't know. Weren't there some with the Patriots that did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had some <laughs> big names. Patriots. Mm. I just wanted to point out uh, in the YouTube comments, it was pretty unanimous that you should be buying me dinner for our bet <laughs> that you lost and I lost. We both lost. I uh, so thanks, guys. There was a suggestion that you should cook me a homemade gourmet full course meal, which I like that idea. Ralph has only cooked for me once since we've been together. It's been 12 years. And that was uh, boneless wings and french fries <laughs> that he put in the oven. Hey, hey, I grill stuff. You know, I want to hear it. Okay. All right. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Like, is it really grilling if I just hand you the meat and you stand there? Yeah, I that's mean, the is whole that part all of cooking. Grilling is? You know, the cooking part is standing there cooking the meat, flipping it. I don't know if you, I don't know if you get credit for that. I'm giving myself credit all for right. it. Hey, you're it, getting Taco Bell. That's what we had decided <laughs> on. Which we did get Taco Bell after them, so maybe we're square. But I wouldn't oppose it again. Well, these guys talking about me cooking you dinner, mm -hmm. a gourmet meal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Team Molly. Everybody's on Team Molly. <laughs> <sighs> uh, you know, what about all these false positives? You know, the COVID thing we've had in the past, I think, week or so, we've had 10 people test positive in the NFL. None of them were players. No, I think one was a player. The rest of them have been staff and administrative people but you know there was a big kind of scandal that happened 44 players tested positive and then we come to find out it was false positive nine of them were from chicago i think that's what kicked it off wasn't it now they were all using a lab in new jersey it was the all these false positives came from this lab in new jersey mm -hmm. it was 44 different players 
tested positive. And that really threw the teams into a kind of a tailspin. They're like, oh, my gosh. <clears throat> you know, I mean, they were talking about locking back down and all this stuff. And then come to find out, apparently this lab wasn't doing the tests, having their standards up to par. So we had 44 false positive tests. I'm really surprised at how the whole COVID thing has almost been a non-issue. Like, besides really? besides the false positives, I mean, there haven't been the outbreaks that, like, the... No, nobody's gotten I know, it's all. crazy. I mean, not a single NFL player has gotten COVID and gotten sick since the beginning of COVID. Not a one. Remember Cameron Brake got it and he said he didn't even know he had it? Yeah. He wouldn't have known he had it if his wife wouldn't have got tested? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been pretty well established that it's, you know, there are those who are at risk and it's not the cohort that plays in the NFL. Yeah. You know, the CDC came out and did the whole thing where they, they broke it down into comorbidities mm-hmm. and people who just died of COVID. Mm-hmm. Only 9,000 people have died of COVID. The rest like of them. Strictly COVID. Yeah, strictly COVID. Well, it's like my relative that passed was in heart failure at the mm-hmm. same time. And so, 96 and years 96 old. And 96 years old. So it was like, you know, the the cardiologist said, you know, it could be weeks, it could be months with the heart failure, and then it was a few days. So. Yeah. I mean, they're... Yeah, I think the threat to the athletes, they, they are the most least likely to be affected COVID people on the planet. You know, I understand why they have to go through all this mess, but it's, uh, it, it's kind of a, the society we live in now where safety is more important than anything. You know, oh yeah. Better safe than sorry mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, that seems to, you know, it's been something that just happened in the past 20 years since nine eleven. It's a safety is the number one priority for mm-hmm. everybody about everything. Uh, so I understand why the, the players in the NFL are doing all this. And it's a shame, though. It really is, especially for us. And I'm going to be selfish here. <laughs> As Tampa Bay fans, you know, here it is. This is the most exciting offseason we've ever had as far as, you know, getting Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. We've already got, you know, the number three offense in the league, and now we're adding those two guys. Come on. You know, and we've got a monster defense. <clears throat> I, I think we were destined to – go far this year and now all this stuff hits and we're we're actually being robbed we're being robbed we can't go to the new orleans game you know and see tom brady in the first game as a buccaneer uh you know the 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 super bowl is going to be in florida this year and you know, they might, who knows, they might move it. They might not allow fans there. Mm-hmm. We might, and we're going to be there. We're going to be playing in the Super Bowl. So I'm just saying, Buck fans, we're getting screwed by this COVID stuff. We can't, we can't even go to the practices. What? Can't go see the Tom Brady. Or, you know, what I think I would want to see more than seeing Tom Brady is seeing Jenna Lane see Tom Brady. <laughs> 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 she asked a question the other day that wasn't Tom Brady related. She was talking to Sean McCoy when she did it, though. So. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Okay. Okay. You got anything else? 
I know you do. I'm done. I got it. I'd have cleared my notes. There are a couple of YouTube comments, and I'm not buying you, dude. Or I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we have a couple of YouTube comments, and they're kind of their buck stories. So we've got Adam who says, love the podcast, guys. Been an avid listener via Spotify for a while now. Not a big podcast listener usually, but never miss one of yours. Oh, sweet. Thanks, Adam. That's nice. Uh, he's from the UK, but adopted the Bucks as my NFL team as a kid back in 99 when I came home from oh. a family holiday with an all-star jersey. Didn't have a clue who he was at the time, <laughs> but I'll never forget this older gentleman who told me all about him at the airport when I was waiting to fly home. So excited for the new season. It's going to be a bit weird at the start, what with the crowd situation, but hopefully it doesn't impact the intensity of the game too much. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. Watching Liverpool in the Premier League after that restarted after the COVID break certainly did make a difference, but hopefully the crowd noise in the NFL will help the atmosphere, albeit nowhere near the same as a packed stadium. Anyway, stay safe and go Bucks. Um. I didn't think about that as far as the intensity of the game. It would definitely change yeah. mm -hmm. the mood. And I wonder what it's going to be like on the broadcast. Very, very strange. I, I've, I actually watched a, I want to say a college game or just a clip from a college game or something last, uh, this weekend. And it was just weird. You know, there was, it was like quiet and you could hear the guys running around and hitting each other and the coaches. Yeah, it was a, so very strange. Yeah. Be very weird. Well, when you're so at like a, game, a game, when you're at a game, you can kind of hear the stuff on the field more. Mm -hmm. I felt like. Yeah. But uh, Adam, you're lucky guy, man. Getting in in 1999, man. That's 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 that was the wave. That was about when you started, right? Uh, 97. Okay, yes. so around the same. Yes. Time period. 97 or 96. Can't remember. And then we have Peter, also from the UK, which is crazy. We got two guys from the UK. A lot of Bucks fans in the UK. I know. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, Peter also agreed that you should take me to dinner. Peter? <laughs> that No, I would He's prefer that. Molly. I'll do the take her to dinner before I'll make dinner. So. <laughs> um. He says, hi, guys. I wanted to say thanks for all your great content over the past few months. I've watched your film breakdowns and listened to your podcasts as well, all of which I've thoroughly enjoyed. I'm from the UK, but hugely enjoy watching the NFL, and I found your content to be much more interesting and sophisticated than most other podcasts and media outlets. Ooh, Thank you, sir. See, sophisticated. we're more likely to read your comments <laughs> on here if you spend a little time stroking our egos. So. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. He says, I'll be honest, the game that got me hooked to the NFL was Super Bowl 51 and Brady's ridiculous performance that night. I've never particularly liked the Patriots, though, so I'm personally looking forward to seeing him play for the Bucs. Yeah. Now, a lot of people feel that way. Well, a lot of people hate the Patriots and Tom Brady, mm -hmm. so it's unusual that you get you hate one but not the other. I know you've been looking under the hood of your new quarterback, and I thought I should point you in the direction of a couple of this I think you'd be interested in if you have the time. 
So I love this one. Peyton Manning has a series called Detail on ESPN Plus. Oh, have to check that out. Which I love Peyton. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. is. He's entertaining. Another. Yes, he's entertaining, but another goat. Mm hmm. I mean, he's not the goat, but he's up there. Yeah. And he's similar. He's such a different quarterback. I mean, he's like, like we read BA's book, The Quarterback Whisperer, and he talks about Peyton, how he's basically like retarded in every other aspect of life. But football, he's like a savant. So, (laughs) well, he is probably the most uh, unskilled, extremely talented quarterback that's ever been that's so crazy yeah it's very strange he just used everything that he had to his ability you know his his play the way he would get up there and just spout nonsense to confuse the defense and everything which is it was masterful he was a field general Yeah. yeah yeah he says he's done some film review on various current quarterbacks which i would love to get his perspective because i think he does just have such a uh, eye for the game, and I think he just—he's just a student of the game. That's on ESPN Plus. Yeah. <clears throat> About a year ago, after the 2018-2019 AFC Championship game, he did a half-hour episode analyzing Brady's performance. Really? Yeah. So oh, we should I watch that. that out, I right? know. Manning focuses on showing you how Brady reads the defense and how Brady's mechanics and footwork allow him to execute plays. It's an amazing watch. But it's not available in the UK at the moment because it's only on ESPN+. Plus. If you can access it, I'm sure you'll find it interesting. And then he says that we should watch Brady's final year at Michigan. There were some really good games. So, that's awesome. some good watching. Yeah. And uh, I, d- I do, I would love to see Peyton's perspective on that. And of course, they're friends. Like they did that. Frenemies. Tur- yeah, yeah. Frenemies. I mean, how many times did they face off in the AFC? Yeah, like every year. Yeah, exactly. Until Peyton retired. So, um, okay. So that's all I got. Really, we we had a couple other comments. One said it was a good point about the scrimmage and not letting the guys get too aggressive with each other. You're pointing that out because it. that's something you brought up. Yeah, because I was right. Uh, well, I wasn't totally right because it didn't happen at practice. Thank goodness. So, um, yeah, okay. So that's all we got. Thanks for sending your comments in, guys. And especially we got two on one episode from the UK, so that's cool. Yeah. Go UK. Go UK. I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm like 74% English. I'm 100%. In case you couldn't tell. I'm 100% mutt. (laughs) I know, that's what your family says. Yes. Okay. All right. Is there anything else? That's all I got. Okay. It looks like that's going to wrap it up for us. The next time you hear from us will be after all of our roster cuts. We'll have the final. We'll get to see what our team looks like. We'll know in a few days. Maybe we've got some uh, some things. We They might hear from us before then. But, yes, the Just next podcast. Just said that, it's not going to happen. I know. That's why I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> we jinxed it. You know, all the stuff we always say we're going to do. And, uh, I know. We've actually done less this year. I know. We've, we've been done. awful this off season. I know. And we've got we're so much stuck content. in the house for six months. I know. You would think you'd be more productive. but mm-mm. It's weird how that works, isn't I it? I know. <laughs> all right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do it is... Uh, visit our website, buccaneersobserver.com. We have all the contact information there. 
I think. If not, you can check us out on Twitter. Contact us through there. Our handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. We also have the YouTube page, which most of y'all are watching here. Uh, we've got uh, Facebook. Look for us there. Just type in Buccaneers Observer. Hey, you know, we're pretty much everywhere except Instagram, mm-hmm. Snapchat, TikTok. Well, mm-hmm. Why do we need so many social media? I don't know. I wish they would stop. I can't keep up. Just cut it down to three. <laughs> the three I like. Exactly. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.